It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope your week was great. It's a dad and a daughter talk. Notre Dame football. Episode, what, 77, I believe? I think 76? so. Lucky 77. Yeah. 77. How is it going, Maggie? How are you doing? It's hot here in California. It's sticky over here. It's overcast yeah. and sticky. So, yeah. yeah, I think I'd rather it be hot, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll take our weather over that. I mean, and to say it's hot, I think it's maybe in the 90s. You know, it's not like, and the humidity's next to nothing. So, it's that California heat. But, all right, Maggie, we're coming off a uh, interesting game. An interesting game. Um, a 21 to 14 win over Duke, an undefeated Duke team in Durham. Nerding goes on the road at night, gets the win in a game that parts look good. Parts were real bad. Probably the worst performance by a few of the star players. Um, we'll get into all of that. Sam Hartman, um, the offensive line both struggled. Um, but then some other people stepped up. Uh, defensive backs played okay. And, and I don't know, we can talk a few, you know, um, Mitchell Evans continues to be a star. And, and of course, Adrian Kesvick. Are you happy with this game, Max? Are you happy with a 21-14 win against Duke? I think looking at the game, I feel very neutral. But also, I feel the need to be happy because it is an away win, even though it was too close for comfort. So mm-hmm. I would say I'm between whatever between neutral and happy is. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what that is. Um, I will say I think actually I'm happy. And here's why. I'm not happy with the performance. Notre Dame, I think probably could have several points of that game felt like if Notre Dame scores here, they're going to dominate this game. You know, they should have been up at least 17 nothing, if not 21 nothing, at a certain point. They could have even probably been up even further. But just mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Um, but here's what I'm happy about. That you can play a very good team. That two team is very good. Um, it's not going to show in the end because Riley Leonard's hurt, and I feel like that's going to cause him a few games uh, down the stretch. And so Duke's record will end up not looking great. But let's remember, they are an undefeated team when we beat them. Uh in Durham, in their biggest game ever, Mike Elko is a great coach uh, by all you know, measures, doing an excellent job. This is a team on the rise, actually out physical in Notre Dame at a lot of points, and yet we get the win. So, you know, that is huge for us. And I think a lot of people coming off that Ohio State loss were, you know, how will Notre Dame respond? Will they be down? I think they were a little bit. It must be emotionally draining. But to get a win like that must be emotionally re- rejuvenating. I hope it is um, to say, okay, guys, we kind of dodged a bullet here. Um, you know, Ohio State dodged a bullet against us. We just dodged a bullet here against Duke. Um, so I'm happy about that. So what do you think went well, Maggie? What, what did you like in the win? Who, what stood out for you? Well, I mean, before I say this, I feel like it was just kind of an odd game. Like both teams have, had opportunities and didn't take advantage of things. Yeah. So I do yeah. feel – like it's kind of like how Ohio State kind of felt like a tie last yeah. week. I feel right. like that's how I felt this game, except yeah. it like actually went our way. Um, but 
part of the reason why I felt that way is because of what went well. And I think our defense played pr- fairly well. I mean, with a score like, what was it, 19 to 14, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of shows the defense's, <laughs> defense right. probably played a little bit better than the offense on both sides or on right. both teams. Um, I mean, they did let go like a little bit at the end when mm-hmm. Duke scored that touchdown. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're being like basically hit in the mouth, like by that run, <laughs> run game, like right. the whole game, right. they're going right. to get tired at the end. Um, yeah. But I also will say that I thought it was refreshing. And I know that this was like, Oh, sorry. There's a bell. Sorry. Go I'm not ahead. cursing or anything. No, uh, <laughs> no, sorry. I am recording from a different location today. So there was a bell. Okay. Um, there may be another one in 10 minutes. So just so you know, everybody. Uh, I will say, I think it was refreshing that when we went for the two point conversion, um, mm-hmm. which I feel like we don't usually go for. And I understand it was because of like the points and like, yeah, just right. basic situational. Um, yeah, the difference between being up five and being up six is minimal. And yet yeah. the chance to be up seven is huge. Yeah. So I thought it was refreshing to actually see how easy it was for us to get the two point conversion. And maybe yeah. that's like a small note because it's like the end of the game and like, did it really matter that much? But um, I feel like not even just Notre Dame, when I watch like other teams, it just seems so difficult for them to con- convert on a two point mm-hmm. conversion. And so I thought that was a positive to see that we could do it, you know, if right. it really came down to it. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, like I said, I, I think to play in a game like that where we're out muscled, out physical, out played a large portion of the game and to come out with a win, I think is actually a good thing. Sam Hartman not playing his best and we still win good thing for this team. And I agree with you, especially on the two point conversion, um, Rico Flores, the freshman is just continues to become a playmaker, a guy who stepped up twice, big catch in the last drive and the two point conversion. So, you know, when the receivers were down, Rico Flores was the one who stepped up, which is interesting. So that, and that's actually one of the things that I liked in the win. Did you, what else did you like about the win, Max? Um, I thought that well, this is kind of playing off of something I didn't like, but I'll, oh, okay. I'll say I'll turn it into a positive. I okay. feel like going off the Rico Flores thing, we had a lack of wide receiver depth, which mm-hmm. is a negative, but also right. kind of hard to. I mean, it was an injury thing. It wasn't right. like they were we were choosing to have uh, right. wide receivers sit out. Right. Right. But um, I thought that it was good to see Mitchell Evans step up finally and kind of like have his game mm-hmm. um, because a large part of Notre Dame's identity is the tight end position. And um, right. they were even like comparing him to Michael Mayer on the broadcast, yeah. yeah. which I was surprised at. I was kind of surprised how positive they were during the, during the yeah. broadcast. But um, I, I thought that was another positive. Uh, yeah. I, I, Mitchell Evans was definitely a positive. That guy continues to shine, I think, and just really impress. I, I He looks like a complete, um, tight end the whole tight end room remember they didn't even catch a pass in the first game we were wondering why uh, and then you look now Holden States has had a breakout game Mitchell Evans has had a breakout game we'll talk a little bit about Eli Raritan coming up um, so great uh, I thought that you're exactly right Mitchell and Flores were things that went well um, I also think continue to think the back the defense played well controlling Riley Lander for the most part for most of the game um he was confused i thought the decent game plan was great you only give up 14 points you should win the game if you're notre dame um so i thought the defense played a solid solid game um and kept us in it uh, and it actually gave us chances to do more we actually had a fumble recovery so that was fantastic oh um yeah i thought maris leofow played well i thought howard cross played well um so so really good good players um what did you not like now we'll say now we'll get into it what did you not like about this game 
So I feel like generally I just didn't like how we let Duke consistently stick around. Now they're like a really good yeah. defense and an offense, yeah. but um, so I understand that it was going to be a challenge to control the game, right. but part of the reason why they stuck around was our crazy amount of penalties, yeah, which is absolutely. just unacceptable, especially on the offensive line, um, which wanted to be in the discussion for the Joe Moore, Moore award this year. I feel like there, a lot of them are, well, I guess Blake Fisher and Rocco Spindler, would you count them as veterans? They're ex- have like, more experience um, okay. than letting that number of penalties. They're better than their number yeah. of penalties that they For sure. allowed. And it would also just be in the most inconvenient times. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess when is it convenient to have a penalty? <laughs> but uh, that definitely did not help. Yeah, yeah. The pen- that's exactly what I was going to talk about. The, the penalties, pre-snap penalties – the middle of the line, Spindler and um, Zeke Carell, um, and um, oh, what's his name? I'm forgetting the other guard. Um, played their after coming off their best game, played their worst game. So it was very. It, it's interesting. I don't know if they were worn down or if I don't know if they were, um, or if, what. But they they were awful. Zeke Carell was awful, and the plays where he wasn't um, having a false start, he was getting run over. Um, by the interior line of Duke that just dominated the game and caused so much problems for Hartman. Um, I think Hartman played poorly. Uh, and then uh, a special place needs to be saved for, um, well, we can talk to it. Let's talk about Tobias Mayweather in a bit. Um, but so, and again, another, in the realm of mistakes, field goal mistakes, special teams mistakes, um, not great. So, you know, I think we're missing Coach Mason. I, I you know, starting to, you're starting to see some of that. Um, special teams, which was a strength last year, has be suddenly become a weakness again, and I think that needs to get solved um, to have any success moving forward. Especially the like USC coming at Clemson, still hanging around there um, for yet another most likely night game. All these night games for Notre Dame this year. Um, but anyway, anything else that you did not like about the game, Maggie? I mean, my other note was something I already talked about, which was lack of wide receiver depth. If I was to go in a negative direction with this, even though I said that it was kind of just like not preventable um or yeah not preventable um I was kind of hoping that like a Chris Tyree or like and I Rigo Flores kind of did but I was hoping that one of them would step up um in the right. absence of Jane Thomas and also Deion Colsey I mean he doesn't get the most <laughs> catches but he still yeah. also was out uh and but that was kind of overshadowed by Mitchell Evans being there so you know someone did pick it up it just wasn't a wide receiver like I wanted to see right right totally totally um okay so let's get to that well let's get to our players again first who is your offensive player of the game so i did choose mitchell evans yeah because um i just thought that he was finally like a reliable receiver or i guess tight end uh a target a reliable target uh, in the game and that catch was very impressive like that catch alone basically yeah the way that he just like tapped it into his own hand kind of yeah yeah, was just crazy and I kind of I did agree with I think what Herb Street said that there were flashes of like uh Michael Mayer which makes sense considering they were developed under the same system right I mean certainly is making Notre Dame look like tight end you which is what we've talked about before um so yeah I agree Mitchell Evans is a solid solid pick for offensive player of the game I'll go with uh Rico Flores, just because two big catches for him, one on, I believe it was a third down, 
and the other on the two point conversion, getting free and just showing that he's, he's a playmaker. Um, you know, it seems to, the ball seems to find him in important times. And I, I just think he makes plays and, and that's something that Notre Dame really needs from their receiving core. Um, we're going to talk, like I said, about Tobias Mayweather um, here in a minute, but he's not really someone who's not doing that. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, Regal Flores, my player, offensive player of the game, defensive player of the game, Maggie. So in true fashion of mine, I was at a crossroads with this pick. Uh-huh. I'm choosing uh-huh. one person, but if you don't say the mm-hmm. other two <laughs> oh, okay. that I was going to say, All right. then I will mention it. But I chose Maris Leofau. Um, oh, I was going to pick Maris Leofau, but go ahead. Do you want me to pick one of no. the other two? No, no, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Uh, I really think so many people did well on defense, but his performance just really stood out. It seemed like he was playing with fire, which he kind of always does, but sometimes that fire turns into mistakes. Um, So I thought that he finally had like the standout game that I know, like we've been talking about, I feel like all season for him to finally have, because he is like, is he a senior? Like he's. Yeah, I believe so. Fifth year senior. A regular senior, I think. Maybe a regular senior. Yeah. Um, So he should like have it down by now. So it was good to see that he had kind of like that breakout game mm-hmm. yeah again i think when he's allowed to, to roam free and just make plays he's a fantastic player and i think that's what what happened um this time um i'm gonna go with howard cross i thought the interior line for the most part played, but he made the big plays including the fumble uh at the end with riley leonard and the subsequent injury um but uh howard cross was my player of the game for the defensive side of the ball. Um, let's see here. Um, what's your grade for the game? I also can give a shout out to Xavier Watts. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, sorry, sorry. You, you said there's somebody else you want to say. Yeah, go ahead. No, it was, um, so, I also thought Xavier Watts had a similar game to Maris Leofel when, mm-hmm. where like we've been expecting him to kind of have like that game. And mm-hmm. he almost got, I believe, almost got two interceptions. He had one. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost two. I think it's finally good to see him. Well, he got the interception because he used to be a wide receiver. Right, <laughs> so right. it was kind of good to see him kind of fit into that role. But yeah. in terms of grade, um, I am going to give it a B plus, which might be low because it is like a win. Um, and I don't remember what I gave last week. I think I might have given gave it a, a B. B last week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I would say it's a B plus because to me, it seems very similar. To the- Sorry. There's the other one. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Um, it, it is similar to the Ohio State game in the way that it felt like a tie, but the sheer the sheer number of penalties is right. just was not good for me to watch. And then also they did win, so it kind of like balanced right. out. So I gave them a B plus. Okay, yeah, that that I I am going to give them a, um, a B minus. Actually, I, I don't think they played well at all. Um, and I think when you get really lucky to get the win, and that's what keeps you at the the B minus level, but um, I'm going to be a harder grader this time and go B minus. Um, so, okay. So are we done talking about the Duke? Oh, no, we're not. One person that I think would res- result in an F and I, I, you know what? I've gone back and forth and after Saturday, I was done. I was like, I am off the Tobias Merriweather bus. He can transfer if he wants. I don't want this guy around. He just shows no passion to play. He has all the talent in the world. When is he going to become the player? And then I started to, to relax and I started to think he's still young. He's still learning. It's going to take him time. Not everybody's Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse that shows up as a freshman. Even if you're a highly starred athlete and is ready for college football, he probably wasn't. 
hopefully he learns. I hope it happens for him. Um, I'm still hopeful for him, but uh, will he ever become the player that we hope he will be, which is an A number one receiver? Maggie, you have any, you still have hope for Tobias Merriweather? He was terrible. And this is his chance to step up in this game. And he went non existent, dropped balls, penalties, not working back for the ball that caused us to have a penalty. Lots of problems with Tobias Merriweather in this game. How do you, what do you think? Is this going to ever happen? Are you, have you given up? Are you still hopeful? I feel like I know the role he's supposed to be fulfilling just like as a target for the deep ball. And that's not like what he's living up to right now. I mean, obviously, because we're having this discussion about him. Right. Absolutely. I think that he needs, he's still young, um, but he needs to just, I feel like, didn't we hear that he didn't, wasn't like putting in the work to learn the plays and stuff? Well, you know, we that heard that, yeah, yeah that, that he's kind of a head case that he that he forgets the plays or yeah, it doesn't line up correctly. That he, um, yeah, that he's kind of lackadaisical. He's not getting yeah. it one hundred percent. Yeah. So I think he needs to tune in, and it's not too late for him to do this. I feel like because he is a sophomore, um, mm. but also like that being said, it probably should happen this season where he kind of mm-hmm. focuses in because. All of a sudden, you know, you're not like this star freshman. There are freshmen right. below you, like as you said, Rico Flores and Jane Greathouse, who are very willing to take your role from you, um, especially right. because they have been perform- performing the way that they were brought on the team to do. So um, I think that if he does become the player we hope that he will be, that will have to happen this season. So I will say yeah. a strong to be determined. Okay. Um, I Yeah, I was pretty disheartened. I thought this was going to be the moment that he was going to do it for us and it just didn't happen. Um, so it was disappointing, but um, anyway, yes, I, I will still give him some sort of hope for this, this, his future. We shall see. Um, Tobias, please, please, please. We're all rooting for you. Please become a player <laughs> at some point, please become a player. Um, okay. Uh, do you think so? What do you think this ends with him, though? You think he's gonna? You think he finishes at Notre Dame, or you think he's gonna move on? I go I mean, back and this, forth. What was the kid who went to? I've even forgotten his name now. Yeah, I. I so he's now I at see Iowa him to, Community College or something like that. Yeah, I see him similar to Jordan Johnson, who I think yes, is the Jordan person Johnson. you're talking. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The, I mean, the fact you forgot his name and he's still in college, you know, that's well, maybe indicative. Maybe not. not. You shouldn't leave Notre Dame. <laughs> that's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. I think it will be interesting because Jordan Johnson was pre NIL. So if a yeah. team comes in, like, let's just say like, a, well, like, like uh, he's from the, the Washington. What if Washington yeah. next year? Yeah. Yeah. Washington or Washington state. If they come in, they say, yeah. we'll like yeah, Washington state offer you this like deal or like right. whatever way NIL works. That's like not really correct, but like <laughs> by the law, correct. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They'll do that. Uh, I could see that happening, especially because Jane Greathouse and Rico Flores are there. Yeah, uh, right. But that being said, I will say this: this whole ordeal has made me really interested in like how because I keep remembering he's like a sophomore in college, like yes. <laughs> away from yeah, the game. Like I interact right. with sophomores in college all day. Like they're right. not right. much younger than than me. Yeah. <laughs> they're like he's like right. the same right. age as me. Um, right. So I understand that the transition might still be going on to college because he is a sophomore, but also like 
there also might just be the case of he committed to Notre Dame because he thought he'd be a good fit and it wasn't. And that's not really like the fault of either Tobias Merriweather or Notre Dame. It's just like something's not right. I mean, Washington is far away. So um, it could literally just be another external factor that's not even related to the football program at all. Right, right, right. I can see that. Um, Yeah, I can see that. Um, Yeah, the uh, yeah, I can see Washington State too. That's that's a an interesting call. Um, that could be an interesting place for him to be um, moving forward. I I don't think he ends up with us. I think, I, but man, if he could get good, imagine that. Imagine the the wide receiver room next year. If Merriweather starts performing, you have Great House, you have Flores, and you have Cam Williams coming in. He's supposed to be fantastic. I mean, that's a pretty pretty good bunch of explosive players. So. Um, Chancey Stuckey needs to get to work and get this guy playing better, right? I mean, just whatever you need to do, coach, do it. Um, so in, in that realm, do you, do you think this team is improving? Do you think we're getting better? Well, I feel like watching this week, it wasn't when I was – it wasn't as much about improving as much as it was like bouncing back mm-hmm. instead of just like continuing on like an upwards trajectory, kind of just like coming back from the little dip that we had last week with the loss. Right, right. Um, I will say that it was good to see that the team played the complete game. And when things got like really tough, like in that last drive, right? it wasn't like Sam Hartman didn't give up. I feel right. like in the past we've had quarterbacks that like get into this rut and then it's like really hard to get them back out of it or like, right. or just like the team in general, just like loses momentum in the middle of it. And this is a really hard four game stretch. So the fact yeah. that they could, bounce back i mean i did say that they're gonna be three and one so yes, so I far know. you know that's so going you're right on the way i want it to you're right on well they're um, one and one i mean yeah yeah i mean if they win the next <laughs> if they win the next two yeah. um yeah. but so i will say like i think they are improving in the way that they handle like adversity i guess right right um i i think it was a gritty win we'll see if they're improving or not i think this game is, with louisville is a nice little test for them um to see yeah, we are getting better, um, you know, um, but because I think, so I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the schedule. You, you brought it up. Uh, um, in looking at the schedule, this will be the third of four night games in a row. Notre Dame has not had a break. They've had a ton of travel because you factor in they went to Ireland as well. Are you concerned that, about this game? And then we'll get into the Louisville game. Of all the travel, do you think they're a beaten down team? Do you think they are tired are you concerned or do you think because they won such a gritty game this will uplift them to the for the next two games because certainly I mean, they'll be fired up for the usc game i, I don't see that as an issue but this game yeah. is the one i think it yeah. seems like a, a lot of press has been very positive about notre dame um which i would mm-hmm. hope that like i know they say don't like listen to the media and stuff but also yeah i guess technically we're the media <laughs> we're the media uh-huh. well, um yeah. yeah that's funny but uh, I feel like even like listening, as I said before, listening to like the broadcast, it seemed like they were more positive about Notre Dame than I was expecting. Um, I usually listen for them to be pretty negative, especially it being yeah. Herb Street and um, Reese Dav- right. Davis. Davis uh, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, also, it's a night game and a new place. I kind of see it as similar to the same environment as Duke just because mm-hmm. it's like a night game against an ACC team that kind of still has something to prove. I mean, the ACC is a mess. Like I guess mm-hmm. Florida state's like their number one team, but I honestly couldn't tell you like who the number 
two team is um could be Louisville could be Duke yeah uh, maybe I mean, yeah. could it be Clemson uh, well Duke probably Clemson not. so yeah probably not uh yeah. so I think it's very similar it could be Maryland also... oh are they doing well they're undefeated but they haven't played aren't anybody. they in the big 10 oh yeah you're right it used to be the ACC could be, maybe could Syracuse be yeah right right <laughs> sorry never mind um but I just I think that it's a tough environment to go into. I'm remembering like the first, we played them in like 2019, I think, because it was yeah. Kyle Hamilton's first game. Right. Um, and it was a very electric environment. I remember that. And the team is arguably better now. Uh, so it will definitely be a challenge, but I also see it kind of ending similar or maybe even better than the Duke game. Yeah. I also, uh, last year, it'd be interesting. Hartman has a lot to play with because last year I think he threw from. He fumbled a bunch and threw for some picks. A lot of turnovers last year against Louisville. Um, so it'll be um, interesting to see how well he pl- comes up and plays. But, yeah, let's talk about Louisville. So we need to play Jack Plummer again. Um, but, so this would be, the I think, Jack Plummer, right? Uh, three years straight, played quarterback for Purdue, quarterback for Cal, and now he's going to quarterback Louisville. You know, the state of college football as it is, three different schools in three different years and you get to play Notre Dame. This is the first time you get to play them at home. Um, which is your favorite one? <laughs> question. Which is your favorite one of those? You like the Purdue Jack Plummer, the Cal Jack Plummer, or is this Louisville Jack Plummer, your best plumber? The funny thing is, I feel like for the amount of times we've played this guy, yeah. I can't seem to remember his performance yeah. in any there of you them. Go. That says it um, all. That says it all. I will. I don't know if like would fate. Are you saying favorite as in like what I think his best performance is, or just sure, like however you want to read that? I don't know. However you I mean, it. it was fun to watch him against Cal because that game was so important to our season, and we saw him in person. So I right. guess like uh, that would be my favorite. I do feel like he's kind of stalking our team though. Like I feel like maybe he wasn't recruited by Notre Dame, and he's kind of right. trying to fight back uh, every season. <laughs> who who will he be with next season? We don't know. Right. Yeah, right. Who? Yeah, he'd be playing for Michigan. Look at the schedule. Or, right. Yeah, Boston College maybe. Texas A and M. Pitt. They're gonna. They're gonna be using one. They're, they're already dumping one of our old Notre Dame quarterbacks and pick up the other one. Uh, so what do you expect in this game? So they're going to, to Louisville night game. Louisville's undefeated, um, but you know struggled against North Carolina State. Struggled against. Uh, gosh, I should look at their schedule. They have not played. They've been in. They've been. They're a fortunate. Not that we're not fortunate to win at least at Duke, but they are definitely a fortunate football team to be undefeated. Um, uh, they have, I'm looking at their schedule right now, they yeah, str- only beat North Carolina State by three points, um, blew out Murray State and Boston College, but struggled against a bad Georgia Tech team, struggled against a bad Indiana team, or at least not as good as Notre Dame. And Notre Dame comes in the game, I believe, a six, seven-point favorite, six-and-a-half points maybe. Um, so what are your thoughts about this game? As I kind of said before, I think it's going to be similar to the Duke game. Um, Mm. but I will say that it's interesting that Louisville doesn't have like a signature win. Like I'm like looking at their schedule, like I guess their most impressive win was against NC state, which they only won by, by the field. So like, yeah, there was, I was 13 to 10. I mean, there wasn't much going on. Yeah. So they are like ranked 25 right now but also like mm-hmm. they beat georgia tech by five like yeah. uh they beat right, indiana by mean. seven so it's like right. the people that are there the people the teams <laughs> that they're beating as you said like 
maybe it's not yeah. the most impressive resume. No, no. And if Notre Dame had played this, I mean, they did the, the, the one common opponent they have is North Carolina State and Notre Dame. Not only did they um, beat them by a bigger margin, but let's remember that North Carolina State game where there was long delays and Notre Dame was eating hot dogs and something. So, you know, much better team than, than North Carolina State. So, um, so great. Uh, I, I, I'm concerned about kind of the outside speed that they might have, but I think our defensive backs will take care of it. I'm only, the only thing that worries me is whether or not we are tired. Um, so another night game, Maggie, is this too much? Another night game. I mean, Notre Dame's going to play at least another one with USC, probably another one with Clemson, maybe even another one with Stanford later on. Um, and, and maybe not with Stanford, but with the rest of those teams, you play a night game, that's even added fan support. So is, is this just too much? Like, should Notre Dame be looking at their schedule maker? Like, who did this? Um, is this Swarback? Is this, you know, your athletic department needs to kind of straighten up this schedule? Or is this a good schedule? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I do know Louisville gets pretty, like, intense at night. I think they do some kind of light show. Or maybe I'm thinking of a Georgia, but I think that Louisville also mm-hmm. does one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be, like, a lot of fan interaction and, like, engagement in the game. So that's going to be <clears throat> a big maybe intense environment for the opposing team, which is us. Um, But I think that hopefully at this point, the momentum from last night game will kind of carry over. I mean, I don't know how long the flight from like Louisville to her name is, but it's not like a long flight. So I'm hoping like they should be leaving probably, or maybe they're already there. I was going to say leaving tonight, but maybe that's a little too cutting it close. Um, But (laughs) But I think that the fact that it is kind of close, like it's not like they're flying to USC for an away game at night. Right, um, right. I'm hoping that it goes well, of course, as always. I think that they'll kind of be used to that environment because of last week. So I think it should be okay. Right, right. I mean, the total flight time and duration from South Bend, Indiana to Louisville, Kentucky is 59 minutes. Um, so it, it, it's not a long flight. You're right. Um it's just a matter of, I think you get that crowd boost. If Notre Dame can quiet the crowd quickly, I think they'll go away quickly. Um, I think Notre Dame, one, if they can get on the lead, it's going to be very important to get the first points of the game and hopefully on the first drive. I typically like to take, I like to be on defense first, but I think in this case, we should probably take the ball first and go down and score. Um, and then just, it'll quiet the whole Louisville team. I just don't think they have, I, I Plummer, I don't think is much of a quarterback. I don't fear him much. I think we're going to, we will, um, I think we'll do all right. Um, so what what do you think, what would be a satisfactory um, score value for you or win? Because I'm assuming we both think they're going to win. So what yeah. would be satisfactory? Um, I mean, I'm going, again, mirroring this very much from the Duke game, a uh, 10-point win. But I do hope like that 10-point win is like at the end, Louisville mm-hmm. gets like a touchdown. So it's yeah, kind right of like – it kind yeah. of is just cut a little bit at the end. Um, because right. I do hope that we learn from our mistakes from last week. Um, mm-hmm. And little to no penalties would also be great. Yeah, I think that's uh, a great point. Yeah. and But um, actually, I just checked, and they just tweeted about getting on a plane. So oh, we're really on it today. Yeah, right. Up to the minute. Up to yeah. the minute action. That's what we talk about. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you, though. How they play is going to be really important. This needs to be a clean football game. Let's play clean. Um, and I think if they do, I think you're right. I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns, probably by three. I could see them dominating this team. 
um, getting the running game. I'd like to see more of our running back. We, we went away from Jadarian Price and a, a little bit away from Jeremiah Love, although he had a, the big punt. I love, by the way, we didn't even talk about it, against Duke, the fake punt at the beginning. I loved how Marcus Freeman came out. I thought that was a great way to address kind of the um, the emotional drainage of losing to Ohio State was to come out and do something like that, um, a fake punt right away. I loved it. Um, and But then they, they didn't run love that much, and they didn't run price, and I thought speed was going to be – we should have gone more to speed. I get the idea, like you were talking about, of you know a lot of body blows until we're finally breaking, which which worked in the end. Um, but, man, I think we, we have an advantage around the edge, and I hope they use that against Louisville. Um, so who's going to be – so satisfied to me would be a two-score win, a 14-point win, and um, I think they'll probably win by more. Who's your offensive player to watch, Maggie? I'm choosing Jaden Thomas. He's coming back this oh, week, I believe, from – is it concussion protocol or maybe just an oh, injury? It, I thought it was a hamstring, um, but yeah. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of someone else then because we do have a few players coming back. Yeah. Um, right. The wide receiver role was very, very dim this uh, <laughs> this past week, and I'm hoping that he comes back and fulfills that role again. Um, I'm not complaining that Mitchell Evans stepped up. Of course, I did choose him as my <laughs> offensive player of the yeah. game, but <laughs> I would also like to have a wide receiver along with right. the tight end. So I'm choosing right. Jane Thomas. Okay, uh, my player will be um, – yeah, Jane Thomas could pick. I'm going to go with uh, – Love, uh, Jeremiah Love. I think uh, he will have a big breakout game this time. A lot of speed. Break. He'll break at least one run. Um, give me love. Give me love. <laughs> and who's your defense to watch, Maggie? So I, you know, because the defense played so well last week, I, I kind of felt like mm-hmm. I could kind of choose anyone because mm-hmm. I think that everyone's kind of in good spirits on the defense. So, mm-hmm. or maybe except for Jordan Botello. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, chose Benjamin Morrison. I think that – Okay. I feel hasn't had unlike Maris Leofau and Xavier Watts mm-hmm. kind of like that standout like oh remember he I'm here and remember I'm a good player type of a game mm-hmm. um and it seems like his coverage was really good last week mm-hmm. but I'm maybe thinking that maybe there's an interception this week I don't know if he's okay. had one yet maybe he's had like one but um I don't know that for sure because you know he was a interception machine last year yeah. so I think maybe it will happen I think I wonder if he got an interception I think he might have in the Cal game last year but don't uh, quote me on that. I don't remember that, but but no, maybe uh, I'm just—he just got so many. Maybe I just am yeah, <laughs> imagining it. Yeah, I can't get. Yeah, I remember the Clemson game is kind of the coming out thing. But um, all right, my defensive player of the game—I took Leofow last time. Um, let's see, they're gonna uh, let me take. Um, uh, it's kind of in the same line. I'll take DJ Brown. I think he's gonna get an interception. Um, so I'll go with that, DJ Brown. Um, kind of the same line thought of you. Um, that I think your defensive line is going to play a lot better this time. And uh, so who's your surprise player? I think, well, surprise player or surprise prediction? Either one. Mine's kind of both. Um, okay, good. All right. <laughs> um, I think that Eli Raritan will get a touchdown. Okay, that's, that's a good call. That, um, yeah, he's coming back Some this way, week. Somehow. Yeah, some way, somehow. I don't know. Okay. I didn't I'm notice Cooper say- Flanagan. Oh. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I didn't notice Cooper Flanagan was in a little bit, so I thought maybe Eli Raritan could kind of get some playing time too this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with my surprise pick is we're actually going to um, – Spencer Schrader is actually going to make a field goal this, this week. Wow. Uh, I know. I'm really going out on the edge. He's actually going to make a field goal this, this week right down the middle. Um, that's my surprise play. And Slayer, 
we're getting back Great House, we're getting back Thomas, and we're getting back Reardon, as you said. And um, this is an interesting question for you because you picked both Thomas and Reardon. One is your office player game and one is your um, surprise player. But I want to know which one are you most excited to, to see back and also who will have the biggest impact um, of those three? I mean, I do think it's going to be Jaden Thomas. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that he is our number one wide receiver, um, and which is kind of surprising. You know, some might have thought it would be Tobias Merriweather by this point. Yeah. But no, um, Jaden Thomas, he's just been a reliable receiver. And so not having him this past week, I think, really messed up some aspects of the offense. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, Mitchell Evans did step up, and that was helpful. But there was those times where, like, Tyree wouldn't catch the ball or, like, he would – there was like a miscommunication or like there was a drop at mm-hmm. one point. So I think just having Jaden Thomas back, I mean, he might make those same mistakes, but who knows? He wasn't in the game. Like we couldn't have known. So no. um, no. I think he will have the biggest impact coming back. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with great house. I think great house has a, a lot of upside. I think and he just pr- produces every time um, I do. I well, maybe I should pick reader because I do like your pick of reader. Um, I really want to see him play because you know, he's so massive. And our tight ends have played so well this year. Um, but I'm going to go with Great House. I think he'll have a touchdown. And, um, um, yeah, touchdown, four catches, something like that. All right, Maggie. And, and man, I, I think it'll be really, really fascinating to see how much we missed those guys. And maybe even Merriweather missed him. You know, maybe he's just not ready to be the number one guy. Maybe he'll have a few catches now that Great House is back or Thomas is back. And, obviously, they're higher on the depth chart than, than Merriweather. So maybe that's what he needs. You know, kind of being – he's a secondary player right now. Um, prediction, Maggie. Prediction time for the Notre Dame game. We kind of did it already, I guess, but what do you think? I think we'll win – well, they win by 10, but I'm going to give you a score this time. I'm going to say oh, wow. we win 34 to 24. Okay, 34 to 24 is Maggie's prediction. I'm going with 42 to 21. I think that's a solid, solid pick. Um, all right. So there we go. We will see um, what happens in the game. Any thoughts on USC? We maybe should ask that. Are you thinking about that at all? I mean, it, it is the next game. Or are you just solely focused on Louisville? I mean, yes and no. I feel like this tr- team is just trying to take it week by week, which I yeah. appreciate. But, you know, I, I can't help, couldn't help but notice that I did see USC almost let Colorado, which does yes. not even have Travis Hunter, sneak yes. back in when they were right. playing. And they only won right. – they were leading the game, excuse me, by like a were, generous margin most of the yeah. game, and then they won by seven. Right. So it's in the back of my mind for sure. Yeah, they were. That was surprising that they let you that they let Colorado back in. They still don't like to play defense. I, I I'm not too worried about um, that game as much as I should be. Um, but we'll get to that next week. I am thinking about it. I think we're. I I hope we come out fresh from this game, ready to go. All right. So picks, Maggie, got the picks ready. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So first we're starting out with where college game day is, and I'm going to try to say it slow so I don't mess yeah, it I up because it's really right. hard to say. Um, the Red River Rivalry is Red happening River this rivalry. week. Yeah. 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 Um, so Oklahoma at Texas. It's at Texas this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I'm, like? I'm going with Texas. Yeah. I think Oklahoma's gotten better with uh, Venables, but yeah. I don't think that they're good enough yet to mm-hmm. overtake Quinn Ewers and um, Sarkeesian at home. Okay. I tend to agree with you, but I am going to go with Oklahoma. I think their defense has gotten better in the last few weeks. Um, I think uh, with Gabriel still at the quarterback, they'll, there'll be a lot of points. This is a crazy one. 
I, I just, I always want to take the underdog just because of the rivalry is such a crazy, these are always kind of crazy games and, and the unexpected happens quite a few. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma in this case, but I, my brain says Texas, my heart is saying Oklahoma. So, you know, I'm going with Oklahoma. Next, Hard I have time. an SEC matchup, um, mm-hmm. which is LSU at Missouri, which I believe Missouri is ranked. If okay. I'm not mistaken, yes, maybe in are. some poll. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> I think, are they undefeated? They may be. I think I they know. lost to some, they must have lost to someone. I don't know. I'm no, going they're with un- they are undefeated. Yeah, they're undefeated. I'm going with LSU, though, to, to stop that. I just don't, don't buy Missouri at all. I am trying not to pick LSU, and I won't this week. Okay. Uh, okay. I will stick with that. Go, go uh, Mizzou Tigers. I was going to say go Tigers. Uh, but... A quick question. Say LSU does lose to Missouri. Is this at Missouri? Yes. Okay. Well, what if they lose to Missouri? Do you think the hot seat is on Brian Kelly all of a sudden? I don't know what's going on. People are still a big fan of Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I and, know. like, that system they have going. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's recruiting well either. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows what Brian Kelly's doing? I didn't know what he was doing when he left. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next is this one's a little bit of a wonky one. Okay. Um, It's Marshall at NC State. Both teams Mm. that are kind of maybe not, well, Marshall, I think, is kind of doing better. Yeah, they're undefeated. Better. Mm-hmm. But NC State's not doing as well, but also Marshall's a group of five team and NC State's a power five team. So right. who's you, um, you, your pick? I'm going with Marshall, maybe because okay. I just want them to do well because they beat us, but I'm going with yeah. Marshall. Okay, I'm going with NC State. Uh, I think the veteran quarterback, I think the better defense. They're at home. Give me, give me NC State. Next is okay. Pac-12, Washington okay. State at UCLA. Good, this is a good one. Um, State at UCLA, huh? All right. Oops. Um, Washington State at UCLA. Uh, at UCLA, right? Down in the Rose Bowl? Yeah. But they haven't. Uh, I'm going with Washington State. I think Washington State is a better team than people are letting on. And they'll get a little bit better. And I, I, I think Dante Moore is good, but not great yet. And so we'll see. I, I agree. I will also pick Washington State on this one. Because wow. I think that although I would like to root for UCLA, I just right. – don't think like the home game ad- or home advantage is going to be as strong as they need it to be against Washington State at this right. point. Um, the last one I have is Alabama at Texas A&M. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Alabama. I think that they – was it my pick? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that they have had maybe not the best season, but I don't think they're going to dip as low as losing to Texas A&M. But it is at Texas A&M, so I think it will be a good game. Yeah, I am going with Texas A&M just because on a typical Alabama team has had trouble there. I think this Texas A&M team, for whatever reason, is talented but can't focus and does stupid things, but they will focus for this game. I really don't think this Alabama offense is talented at all. And I think um, I think they'll be, again, this will be the death blow to their season. They will lose to Texas A&M. I think when they go on the road, it'll be a lot different. And they've been struggling with teams. So I'm not a buyer of Alabama right now. Um, we did see that thing, Maggie, do you, that Alabama might play Notre Dame in a bowl game right now. Someone's predicting that. Uh, you would be pro that or against that? Well, I will say if someone's predicting that, uh, I would like credit because I said that yeah. at the beginning of this podcast season. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it would be interesting, and I think it would be a very good game. Uh, so yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy if that happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe we'll play LSU, although LSU is going to keep losing, so that could be more difficult. All right, Maggie, there we go. Good episode. Um, any final words before we go? Catch you on the flippity flip, everyone. All right, go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. 